Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are here for episode 25 of the Love Your People Well podcast. And I am excited about today's episode because we are going to be digging into five tips that I work on all the time in the counseling room. We are going to look at five tips for active listening. And I'm confident you've heard of the term active listening. And I'm confident that sometimes you're like, uh, what the heck does that even mean? Of course, I listen to my people when we're having a conversation. We're listening, we're talking. That's what a conversation is. But you know what? As a counselor, active listening is something that I help people with all the time. There's a actually a huge part of the graduate school program uh, to become a counselor, to get the degrees. A huge part of that is learning these skills, is practicing active listening. Because if we are using active listening, then our people are going to feel heard, they're going to feel understood, and we're going to have deeper connections, deeper relationships with the people who are most important to us. And I know that you want that. So today we are going to give five quick and simple tips that are going to help you build the skill of active listening. Sound good? All right, let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Do you ever feel like life is kind of stuck on autopilot? I know that you're busy. Our family lives get so overwhelming so quickly that sometimes we just start doing what's easiest instead of what's best. Sometimes we get stuck in a rut and things aren't bad, but they're not great either. And my friend, if you are in a season like this, I want to invite you to sign up today for a free resource that is going to move you out of the rut. This free resource is five tools every busy mom needs to move her family from autopilot to intimacy, the Relationship Reset free five-day email course. In just five days, you're going to get a simple, a short and sweet email every day with a worksheet you can download and an under five-minute video from me with encouragement and with practical training in five tools that you can use today and you can also pull them out in the future five tools that are going to move you from autopilot stuck in a rut things aren't where you want them to be toward intimacy toward family relationships that are deep and purposeful and meaningful my friend this email course is free it's straightforward and it is for you So check out the link in the show notes or just head online right now to loveyourpeoplewell.com backslash tools. Five tools every busy mom needs to move her family from autopilot to intimacy, the Relationship Reset free five-day email course. You can find it online today at loveyourpeoplewell.com backslash tools. 
I will start off this episode with a disclaimer because active listening, um, as I mentioned in the intro, is something that we spend a lot of time on in counseling, but I don't want you to think that this podcast is counseling. I am a professional counselor. I'm licensed in the state of South Carolina, but this podcast is not me giving you counseling. This is not therapy. There is, however, a link in the show notes. If you do think that counseling might be helpful for you, I would encourage you to check out that link. It'll take you over to loveyourpeoplewell.com and provide some guidance about um, how to think about counseling and how to connect with a great counselor. So I wonder what pops up for you when I say active listening, because a lot of people that I talk to Um, they almost get a little offended when I mentioned this. Like, uh, are you saying that I am not a good listener? Are you saying that I I don't hear people when they're talking to me? Um, Because a lot of times we think that good listening means I can repeat back what you said to me. My short-term memory is good. And that's important. That is a part of it. But if that's all we're giving our people when we're listening to them, when we're having a conversation, we are really selling ourselves short. We're selling them short. So that's why today I wanted to give you five quick and simple tips to build that skill of active listening. But let's start with a definition. And there's a a ton of definitions out there, but I want to tell you what I mean when I talk about active listening as a counselor, when I think about this, what I mean is that we are intentionally hearing what the other person is saying understanding not only their meaning, not only the actual words they're saying, but the emotions, the intent behind what they're saying. And we are showing them that we hear and understand them. So let me repeat that. Active listening means that you are intentionally hearing what the other person's saying, understanding their meaning, as well as the emotion and intent behind what they're saying. And you're showing them that you hear and understand. And if we are missing any of those three components, we might have a perfectly fine conversation and a decent relationship, but we're missing a great opportunity to deepen the relationship. I bet that you are familiar with what it feels like to talk to someone and not really feel like they're hearing you, not really feel like they are listening well. Um, I see this a lot with uh, like the parent-child dynamic. Um, You know, the parent is talking and the kid may or may not be looking at their phone or looking at their parent or whatever they're doing. And eventually the parent gets frustrated and says, what did I just say? And the kid can repeat it back. I mean, we're all pretty good at that. Our short-term memory tends to be good. But that does not mean that that kid was actually listening. There was not active listening going on. We also see this really commonly when we're having a fight, a disagreement, a conflict, when we are not on the same page with someone and our emotions start to get high. That's often when active listening goes out the window, when we're suddenly not very interested in hearing what the other person's saying and really having a a meaningful conversation. We start to be tempted toward making our point and getting the heck out of there, convincing the other person to listen to us. And anytime you're having a conversation with someone and your heart, your uh, instinct, your goal in the conversation is to make your point, you are, I'm trying to think of a gentle way to say this, you're hurting the relationship. It's just, that's not a productive conversation. That's not a healthy heart attitude 
we want to go into conversations, especially with our most important people, with our family, with our loved one, with with our friends. We want to go into those conversations genuinely seeking to know the other person, to care for the other person. We only have good relationships if we listen to each other well, we understand each other, and we try to show each other that we care, that we think the other person is important. And in today's world, with our incredibly busy schedules, with all of the social media and technology, I mean, there are a thousand voices out there all the time. And and I think that this has created an atmosphere where genuine conversation, making someone feel heard, listened to, and cared about, letting them tell their story and feel like, wow, somebody heard me, that is incredibly powerful. I can say that as a counselor, um, you know, really what all the research shows about counseling, what makes for an effective counselor? When is counseling most effective? The number one thing is that a client comes in and they feel heard. They feel that emotional experience that someone heard me, they listened to me, and they cared about me. They didn't judge me. They didn't run away from me. They didn't try to fix every problem. They heard me. And it's my prayer that today, as we look at these five quick and simple tips for active listening, that you will be able to give your people that same loving attention, that you will be able to hear them in a way that is incredibly powerful and that enriches your relationship. So let's dive in to these five tips. And well, I say that, just kidding. Let me scale back for one other (laughs) kind of uh, warning uh, as we talk about this. These five tips might sound really straightforward. Like, uh, duh, Jessica, I, I, I could have I could have written this list. I'm not trying to do rocket science here, my friends. I'm not trying to be creative and think of something no one else has thought of. The reality of life is that we get so caught up in our own perspective, in our own emotions, that even though these tips are really simple and they might sound really obvious, that doesn't mean that they're easy. So if you hear a tip and you're like, uh, yeah, I already knew that, I would challenge you to pause and think about, I don't, I don't really care, do you know the tip? I care, do you live out the tip? Do you actually do these five things with the people who are most important to you? So with that in mind, here are the five quick and simple tips for active listening. Number one, make eye contact. And uh, that reading that on my list is why I was like, oh, let me pause and give this little <laughs> reminder to everyone. I think everyone would know, of course, I should make eye contact when I'm having a conversation. We know that with our heads. But with the prevalence of smartphones today, so few people actually make the effort of eye contact in a conversation. And it, it has a huge impact on the quality of the conversation. So tip number one, make eye contact put down your phone, turn your body so that you're facing them. Now, I can't guarantee they're going to put down their phone. You might ask them to. But if you are genuinely making an effort to look them in the eye, that creates an intimacy and a vulnerability that deepens the conversation right off the start. It shows someone, I'm not only listening to you with my ears, I am paying attention to what you're saying. Tip number two, don't interrupt them when they're talking. And this includes allowing distractions to come in. 
Um, and now that distraction might be your phone. You get a text message and you're tempted to pull it out and check it real quick. Of course, I'm still listening. Oh, but my eyes are now on this, this object that's maybe down at waist level or wherever I'm holding it. So yes, my ears are listening, but are my eyes listening? Is my mind listening? And we think this is just a quick, tiny distraction. I can maybe even respond. You know, it's not going to interrupt the conversation. But my friend, that is not active listening. That is an interruption. It might be quick. It might be short. It's not going to ruin the conversation. But it does send a message to the person you're talking to saying, yes, you're important. Oh, but so is this other thing. And actually for these next 15 seconds, that that person on the other end of the text message, my phone, whatever it is, they are more important than you. That's ultimately the message that we send when we interrupt, allow ourselves to interrupt a conversation with someone else. And it's not just our phone. Um, If you're a mom of toddlers, like I can't tell you how often my kids are, you know, crawling over to me, running up to me, they're pulling on my pants, they're wanting my attention, mommy, mommy. You know, yes, people aren't going to be surprised if I pause our conversation to look down at my kids and address them. And I'm not going to ignore them the whole time. But it also sends a message if every time that happens, I turn my attention toward my kid and I'm giving them all of it. Or if I say, one minute, mommy, sorry, if I say, one minute, honey, mommy's finishing a conversation, you know, that sends a message to the person that I'm talking to. So whatever the interruption is, try your best to avoid it so you can stay focused on the person you're talking to. Tip number three. Manage your nonverbals. A huge part of communication is actually nonverbal. Yes, our words matter. Of course they matter. But we all know also that our posture matters, our tone of voice matters, the look on our face. And so if you're managing your nonverbals, you can show people that you're listening without ever using your words. So what might this look like? Um, A lot of times it means nodding as they're talking. And I don't mean a robot that your head is just like bouncing up and down. But if you're really paying attention to the conversation, you will know the parts of the conversation where it makes sense to nod or smile. And you also want to avoid things like crossing your arms or tapping your finger or your foot that tends to send a signal to the other person that you are impatient. Now, you might not be impatient, but that doesn't mean it's not sending the message to the other person that you are. So being intentional about your posture, are you nodding, how are you holding your arms, your body language. One of the things that I always try to do in the counseling room is when someone is sharing something deep and emotional and difficult, I lean in with my body. Now I'm not like invading their personal space or something like that. But a lot of times our gut instinct when something is really heavy and difficult is to lean back. We are our Physically, we're moving our body away from that hard emotion. And I would challenge you if you really want to listen well and care for your people and they're sharing something deep and heavy and difficult, lean in. Use your body to show them I'm all in and I'm here for you. All right, tip number four. Wait a minute. I'm looking at my list. One, two, three, four, five. I have six tips. Man, I thought that I had edited them so it was five all right friend bonus six tips okay anyway we're on number four mirror their emotions and I say this because 
you know, yeah, a lot of times in a conversation, it's meaningful to nod and smile. You're showing them you're engaged. But if your friend is telling you about how their cat died, you don't want to be smiling. You want to be showing concern. And so whatever emotion the other person is showing, you want to mirror that in your own facial expressions as much as you can. If it's a happy conversation, smile along. If it's a sad conversation, show concern. That furrowed brow or, you know, it's okay if you're getting tearful. You want to be on the same page with them, with the emotional context of the conversation. Okay, tip number five. Ask relevant questions. Oh, now I'm seeing, huh? I put ask relevant questions as number five and it's within number six. Huh. Oh, the way these things work. <laughs> so I'll just jump to the end. Okay. Ask relevant questions. Part of a conversation, it, it, it doesn't need to be a monologue. And some people love to talk. I mean, let's be honest. Some people could go on for 10, 15, 20 minutes about their experience at the grocery store, let alone their perspective about, about God or current events or whatever you're talking about. But it's meaningful to insert relevant questions. Now, we're not interrupting them like they're in the middle of a deep thought and we're like, wait, 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 help me understand this. But probing into, you know, kind of tell me more type of questions. What did he say next? Wow, what did you do about that? Asking questions that either continues the conversation or helps them go deeper in a meaningful area is showing them you are listening and that you're understanding. Because if they're telling you a story about their trip to the grocery store and your question is, did you call mom and talk to her about the birthday party next week? That, that does not show them that you're listening because you're on a totally different topic. But if you ask questions that are relevant to the story they are telling, now you're showing them, I hear you, I understand you, and I care enough that I want more. Okay, tip number six, which could include asking relevant questions, verbally confirm that you understand them. As part of the conversation, it's really helpful to ask relevant questions. Yep, tips five and six, apparently. I did not edit as well as I thought I did on my list. But verbally confirm, ask relevant questions, summarize back to them what you hear them saying, um, especially if they've gone on for a long time. You can, can you summarize it in one sentence? Ask them for clarification if you're confused about something they're talking about. When someone can paraphrase back to us what we just said, it really confirms for us they heard what I was saying. And bonus points here, if you can add in an emotion word that matches what they were saying. And sometimes we're guessing, you know, we don't, if they didn't say, I felt really frustrated about that, but you think over the course of the story at the grocery store, wow, that sounds really frustrating. Say that, say, wow, that must've been a really frustrating experience. You're not summarizing the actual things that they said, but you're going a level deeper and you're connecting with the emotional experience of their story. And it's okay if they might say, well, you know, really, no, I, I don't think I was frustrated. I think I was just, you know, a little annoyed or whatever. Or they might say, it wasn't frustrating. I actually thought it was really funny. It's okay if you're wrong. If you're wrong all the time, then then that might be an area that you want to invest in, in kind of deepening your, your own emotional understanding. But usually what's going to happen, even if you get it wrong, is they still feel like you heard me, you're trying to understand me, and they're not going to have a problem correcting you saying, oh, well, actually, I was feeling like this. 
So let's recap, especially since I I didn't, I uh, kind of combined five and six there. Five quick and simple tips for active listening. Make eye contact when they're talking to you. Don't interrupt. Don't allow distractions. Don't pull out your phone. Don't shift your attention to your kids or whatever is making a loud noise. Stay focused on the person you're talking to. Tip three, manage your nonverbals. Watch your posture, your facial expressions. Nod along if that's appropriate. Show them with your body that you're listening and that you care. Tip four, mirror their emotions. If they're smiling, smile along. If they're upset, don't smile along. Make sure that you're matching that emotional context. And tip five, verbally confirm that you understand them. Show them with your words that you are listening. You can ask relevant questions to deepen the conversation. You can summarize it back to them so that they are hearing their own words, but now in somebody else's mouth. That's incredibly powerful. You can ask for clarification. You can um, label an emotion that, that sounds like they might be feeling with what they're talking about, but reflect back to them whatever it is that you heard them saying. So my friend, I would encourage you, whichever of these five tips sounds the easiest to you, focus there, start there. If, if it seems like the, the number one thing you can do is just anytime I'm having a conversation, my phone goes in my pocket. Great. That's going to help you make eye contact. It's going to avoid interruptions. It's verbally, well, not verbally showing them. It's physically showing them with your body what's important to you. Or maybe your big tip is, wow, I really could invest in mirroring their emotions, trying to not only understand the content of what they're telling me, but the emotional experience behind it. That's a great place to invest your energy. Whatever of these tips jumps out to you, my friend, try it today. And you know what? I would love to get a DM from you on Instagram. It's at loveyourpeoplewell and tell me how you tried it. Tell me what tip you tried and how it went down. But all of these tips will help you deepen your skill of active listening so that you can have better communication, richer relationships, and love your people well. All right, friend. Hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.